Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they try to keep me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to grind you down, the better I like Vancouver town. Welcome back to another Float Home episode of Vancouver and Whistler Places. This is another Whistler episode. Um, so, as always, we've got our multi-authors, Dave and Graham, here, who are going to tell us about another one of these Whistler stories. So what are you guys going to tell us about today? The Olympic Medal Hall. Ooh. Yeah, so well, we, you know, we were talking in the last episode about the uh, games starting up, Olympic Games in Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, ongoing uh, this Was month, still probably in, on in July. And uh, we're thinking by now there's probably some medals been awarded. They've hauled them in yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah, so... Um, we got an interesting angle on that. We uh, wanted to include that in our, in our Whistler book. But uh, Dave, what's the big tip well, in our we're, book? Well, we're going to talk about the gold. So Graham and I met at the organizing committee for the 2010 Games. And so, um, you know, we were it, not involved, but we knew we knew more than probably most people about the, the design, the manufacturing process, the release of, of, of metals. Yeah. And every every organizing committee um, is tasked with designing and, you know, and producing the metals. And... Um, most people don't get to see them. Like, where would you have you ever yeah. seen other than the Vancouver Games? I mean, you know, have you seen many Olympic medals? No, in person? No, On, only I think through the Vancouver through the, through Games. Your, yeah, if we were lucky a couple times, there were some athletes that came while, while we were working at the office. You know, occasionally yeah. you'd have an athlete that would come in and they might be wearing one of their medals yeah, from back you, in the you, day. Yeah, cool, look at And you'd like, wow, that's kind of, it's, would, it's quite something yeah, to see. I was one of those guys, I'd wear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, have you seen my medal, by the way? Yeah, I mean, it's, kind of, it's a neat thing. But what I like about this story, uh, and it's story 63 in our new book, 111 Places in Whistler, that you must yeah. not miss, um, is the medals in Whistler are housed the City Hall. And um, so, like, you'd think that they'd be in, a, in an auspicious gallery, like the O'Dane Gallery or a beautiful museum or something. Or in but a vault somewhere. A vault somewhere. But you go to City Hall and some, I don't know how that works. Somehow I City Hall, I don't know if it. I'll be honest, are, I don't even know. I live there and I don't even know where City Hall is. It's the old. 4325 Blackcomb Way. <laughs> it's the old keg oh, building. Of course. Isn't yeah, yeah. Isn't that the old keg building that was moved? That is the old keg building. Anyway, yeah. City Hall is a tiny little city hall. You walk in there, the lobby's about the size of your living room. There's a friendly receptionist there. But there's a really nice metal case over to the left as you walk up to the counter to pay your parking ticket or to pull a permit for sewage or something. <laughs> you know, why, do you, why do you go to City Hall? And no um, if you go to City Hall, there's a real cool display case. I think it's got lighting and they've got the medals there. Be- beautifully yep. displayed. Gold, so, silver, and bronze. Gold, silver, and bronze. And uh, we're going to tell you a bit about the design and the elements and how they came about. But I really think that um, you know, if you're in that area anyways and you're up at Whistler... You're with your kids, and it's a cool thing to go see, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, to, to look at them and admire the artwork, admire yeah. the um, the patina on them. And yeah. I gotta say, they actually are really uh, very attractive. They're they're a nice looking metal, and they're not they're round ish, right? You usually think of a metal as if you were to draw one, you know, like as a circle. These are kind of like how would you uh, kind of a square with round it? edges? I don't know. Yeah. They look like a television set, kind of like they do. Kind of look like a TV set, like an yeah. old fashioned yeah, TV. No, the, the shape does, but the um, the really interesting feature, now again, the organizing committee is totally in charge of the, the, the parameters, the design of putting them together. The IOC have to approve them. The ones for 2010 were the first ones that aren't flat. Yeah. So if you've got... That was if you, the only thing I remembered about them because they're wavy, right? They're wavy. Yeah. They're, they're undulating. They're an undulating, Ooh, uneven undulating. surface. Yeah. So that made them, you know, every organizing committee wants to be a first and say this has never been done before. Yeah. The gold, silver, and bronze medals 
are not just like a like a gold coin or something or like a toonie which is flat but it, it is bent and wavy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but it was the royal canadian mint that produced them Dave? yes they did uh, there was a 30-step process to produce each one carefully wow. uh, i was involved in the sponsorship with the mint becoming a sponsor they had 34 engineers engravers dye technicians machinists so you just think that um yeah. you know you put it in a mold throw in some molten gold and wait for it to yeah. wait for it to dry yeah. and cool down but Not there's quite. a there's a ton of work and planning and authenticity, and they're quite valuable. We And you know how many we made altogether, Graham? How many Ooh. medals were minted? Ooh, that's a good question. Gold, silver, know. and bronze. I don't know. A couple Six, hundred. 615 were struck by the each gold, silver, and bronze medal with a, you know, made to go around an athlete's neck. Yeah. It's, a, it's an, amazing, an amazing story how they were conceived, how they were made, and now how they're displayed. Well, Wait, 615 in total? Yes. Oh, okay. so I, mean, I guess... 200 gold, 200 yeah, silver, Yeah, I guess like you get like a, like a hockey team, they get like 20 or... And you get a, yeah. You get a few spares so that they can leave some in the display at, yeah. in Whistler. I would so love... You, so you know, I I'm, I'm feel remiss that in my, my uh, research, I don't know the origin of those medals in the showcase. You know, I... I was so um, excited yeah, I, about the story yeah, and I, I photographed I just it and talked to them. I assume it's some kind of contractual obligation mm. that, you know, if you're a host city... You then, get extras. Then, then you get... You know, some something for the museum. Some, you know, there's there's got to be some extras that are produced. Yeah, I think for, you're right. There for would that be kind of purpose. Yeah. But it's a great thing. I mean, you know so much more about this from the the marketing and the sponsorship side of things. But I think the Royal Bank really did a good job of saying you've got an opportunity now, right, to create something that really shows what you can do. The mint. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what they they really did bend over backwards to produce these. But it was for them, I think, an opportunity to show the world. Just what they can produce mm. as a as a mint. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you're saying, Dave. Normally they're like you know, cracking out tunies, yeah, right? yeah. and then you get this opportunity to create something that's going to be undulating. Yep. It's going to be kind of and it's a roundish, a West it's got Coast this design engraving on it with an orca and a raven. It was a collaboration yeah. between two Vancouver-based artists that entered a design contest. There was a 47 entries, and from Canada and all over the world, and uh, it was all part of a big public relations program we want to get publicity we want to you know create some excitement we want to unveil them and they they serve their purpose are they forgotten no they're proudly displayed up at whistler in the, in the city hall in a cool little display case that is and they'll welcome you there don't feel like you have to go pay a parking ticket or something just go in and walk into the lobby and say i'm dave sent me i'm here to see the medals <laughs> you can't hang on to them though you can't open the case and hold them no, that's, the case that's is locked too, that's yeah. too bad mm-hmm. um you know, I should have looked this up before we were uh, we started uh, the recording, but maybe you know, Dave. They're they're not actually gold, silver, and bronze. Well, they're There's, certainly not solid. They right? would they're have not, they would have elements of gold, yeah, silver, and bronze no, in think, them. I want to say, if something like that was solid gold, it would be worth no, you no, know. Yeah. So they they would be yeah. gold plated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'd be gold plated, silver plated, and that. bronze plated. Yeah. But that would have sure. been nice back in the day. I don't know if they. I don't even know if they ever were. Uh, solid. You could write a book on the history lineage of, of Olympic medals. I bet it, I bet it's been done several times. You know, yeah. there's so much history in, in these medals. They were mean you so Tri- much to did people. You, go to, you went to Torino. I did. I did not go to Torino you for the not. Olympics. No. They. No, I'm just going from memory. But didn't theirs have a hole in the middle? That was a donut that you ate on the way there. Gold plated donut. Italian donut with spaghetti sauce on it. There's had a hole in the middle, and the I ribbon, think, the ribbon. I think they did. Was, I think was, they did. Yeah, went, went around yeah. that. That was very cool. I yeah. like that one. But it was yeah. flat. It was not undulating. Yeah, ours so have ours, got a West Coast one. native design, and um, a raven and an orca. They're they're beautiful, and uh, and that's they really are of, beautiful. That's yeah. it. You are correct. Google oh, has you, told you me that there is it. a uh, 
Yeah, they're, the Torino metal did have a hole in the middle. It was not a donut. It might have been a donut as well, but they're uh, metals. That's how I chipped my tooth trying to, <laughs> trying to eat one of those Torino metals. So on the Torino hole, what are your final thoughts, guys? There was a wonderful designer that worked at Van Ock and all elements mm-hmm. of, um, of our program uh, named Leo Osteban. Yeah. And he, he was so sad he died at a, at a young age before the Olympics took place. And I know that, uh, don't know to what degree Leo was directly involved in this, but all the designs that went into Van Ock, he had his hand in. Yeah, and true. I just yeah. thought that it was uh, appropriate to mention him at this time. Leo died and he was loved by all. And uh, you know the Olympics were 11 years ago. So that's kind of a final yeah. sad thought that mm-hmm. I wanted to just recognize his creative genius and, uh, and the hand that he would have. Yeah played in, uh, in, in the design of everything that we did. Yeah, Leo, oh, thank, Leo yeah. Osterbaum. Thanks for mentioning that, Dave. I, just, I was actually just thinking about him last night because I remember I, w- I was uh, standing at my window looking out at the mountains. The mountains are looking really nice these days with mm-hmm. the way the sun's setting and, and the, the, the way the, the, the light <laughs> is hitting them and the yeah. haze. And you see the different colors. And I remember Leo saying when he was talking about the work that he was doing in uh, developing the, the brand and the look for our games, if you look at the 2010 imagery there's a lot of sort of cascading uh, different layers of mountainy type shapes and yep. whenever i look out at there now i sort of remember that conversation with him hmm. and uh, yeah he did a great job interesting yeah okay yes. so final thoughts on that one so as we wrap this one up head to the uh whistler city hall which is mm-hmm. at four something something black home 4325 black home way like i said i live there i'm not really even sure where that is but head over to <laughs> whistler city hall uh, check out the Olympic medals, like uh, Dave and Graham said. They're just an interesting thing. They're very different. They're very unique to the space and designed by. Sorry, what was his name? Leo. Well, he was. He this was there was a contest to design gotcha. the medals, but he was the director of design for everything, and so yeah. he would have been involved yeah. in some way. I think in their, their Omer Arbel and uh, Corinne Hunt. I think okay. those are the two designers. So head over. Check those out. But as always, make sure you come back next week for more episodes of Whistler slash Vancouver Places because we're going to keep switching it up, keep it yeah. interesting now, aren't we? Yeah. But yeah, head over to the Vancouver uh, Facebook page. Uh, tell us what you think. Uh, head over to Google Podcasts. Like, comment. Sure. Tell stories about from all over the world. Yeah. I know we've got people in uh, Australia. Yeah, Australia. We've got, I think New we've Zealand. got a diehard li- listener in Iran, if yep. I'm not correct. Yeah, so. Six, I think. Six, wow. And we have one on Mars. <laughs> one on Mars. It's Elon Musk is up there. Um, so, but just make sure you head over. It does help us out. So comment, uh, like it on whatever you. Share it. Share it, all that fun stuff. Do all those things, but make sure you come back next week for more episodes of Vancouver and Whistler Places. See you next week. Say this.